0: I could go on a joy tangent rabbit hole about a lot more stuff here that I found, but I'm going to pull out before I get in trouble.
1: Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness.
0: That which has been left behind between the living and the dead.
1: I'm Emily, and I'm Joy, and this is, is the Residuals. How are you doing today? Um, I'm I'm fine. I'm, yeah.
0: Yeah. um the last two mornings after school drop off, my husband and I have gone for a short walk in the neighborhood instead of returning. I love that home immediately. And today I was just like, I feel like now this levels us up somehow to a different suburban couple thing. Which is fine. Right. But, But, you know, New Yorker Joy is kicking and screaming that she has to go plan a walk to walk and get out instead of just doing shit.
1: But here's the thing. You can reframe it. It's a mini date and a way for you to connect. Oh, I have absolutely
0: said that. I've like you know scooched my arm in the little nook of his elbow and been like oh we're on a morning date this is lovely do you skip,
1: do you skip like mary poppins when you do No, it? my
0: joints hurt too much to skip anymore i can't do that
1: okay that makes sense yeah that no. makes sense yeah, yeah. Um, in my dreams uh, hang on a minute greco um uh, want to give a shout out to greco for helping me with my reflux baby who wants sleep anywhere but on a human um I posted in our mom group, like, I think I've broken him. He'll only sleep on humans. What have I done? And everyone was like, You haven't broken him. Get a swingy, something moving contraption. Cause my anxiety, yep, yep. yeah, my anxiety with him means that if he falls asleep in the car seat, I refuse to leave him in there. If he's asleep in his bouncy chair, I refuse to leave him in there because I'm convinced he's going to suffocate and die so everyone was like get one it's fine and so i did an emergency target purchase at um nine o'clock at night um of this graco bassinet thing that also turns into a chair but it moves Mm. it rocks him it It rocks rocks itself it rocks itself but here's the thing it's got six settings and setting number six is like the fucking pirate ship ride at disney it's just like if it could (laughs) it would flip him out um but right now he's on setting number 3 because it rocks him to sleep and then I move it down mm-hmm. to setting number 1 but it's fucking miracle worker cuz he sleeps Amazing. in it he sleeps in it cuz oh. I can I can incline it so his reflux isn't so bad.
0: Um Yeah. No, listeners, seriously like Emily has been under this baby for months. Like <laughs> she, like the poor poor thing won't sleep without her and she can't sleep. Ever, so this is yeah. amazing.
1: Like I posted the video of us, you know, talking to Bianca on our for our IG for our last episode, and you can see me bobbing around the the, the room with the baby stretch.
0: <laughs> you can also see me blow my nose. Oh yes, yeah, um, about that. Which Emily apparently didn't notice because she doesn't look at me. I anymore, do look at you. like she used to. I love um, <laughs> I love
1: um, shall we start? I'd like to start my book report with a quote. Well, hang on, hi, I'm Emily. Oh, hi. I'm Joy. And this is the this is the residuals. residuals.
0: What are we doing today, Joy? Um, I'm going to start my book report with a quote. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Willie lives. Oh. He comes to me every night and stands at the foot of the bed with the same sweet, adorable smile that he always has had. He does not always come alone. Little Eddie is sometimes with him. That is a quote from First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln. She became, understandably, inconsolable after the passing of her 11-year-old son, Willie, and desperately searched for an outlet for her grief she'd suffered a terrible amount of loss in her life aside from later on losing her husband in a horrible assassination she'd right. previously lost her mother at a young age and out of her four children willie was the third to die mm. so she yeah <laughs> yeah
1: oh, man.
0: um he he was 11 and he died of typhoid fever
1: jesus see this she is first... this is why we have vaccines joy Right, so it's why medicine lose.
0: and science and understanding how diseases are transmitted. Exactly. She first turned to spiritualism as a tool for processing grief in February of 1862. She was introduced to the Lorries, who were a well known group of mediums, and they were located in Georgetown. Mrs. Lincoln found so much comfort in the seances held by the group that she started hosting her own seances in the Red Room of the White House.
1: I was just gonna say, the White House? Yes. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) There's evidence to suggest that she hosted as many as eight seances in the White House and that her husband was in attendance for a few of them as well.
1: Oh my God.
0: Through spiritualism, Mrs. Lincoln, like many Americans at that time, found solace in the belief that one could communicate with lost loved ones. She did eventually take a step back from these practices after several months due to societal pressures, um, which really sucks because she found something that was working for her. And whether she was really speaking with her lost loved one or not, I just think it's shitty that the little comfort she found was taken away. So in 1870, after the assassination of her husband, Mary Todd Lincoln secretly visited William H. Mumler, who was a self-proclaimed spirit photographer. Okay. Though Mumler was accused of being a fraud, the former first lady requested to be photographed with her late husband anyway. Oh my God. The resulting picture, which depicts the ghost of President Lincoln looking over his wife, I will put it on the socials, uh, was circulated widely. And it wasn't the only one. There were prints, photographs, representations of Lincoln as a spirit. They were everywhere. Oh my
1: God.
0: Uh, the Civil War, which lasted from 1861 to 1865, caused so much death and grief that Americans, the entire nation, had a really difficult time dealing with it. It was right. an amount of casualties that. The country hadn't dealt with grief on that scale previously you know many bodies never returned home you didn't actually know what happened to people there was no closure um and it was really hard for people to move on right. so it seemed like at the time which i didn't even realize there was just a whole sense of what the fuck do we do right. how can we go on they can't possibly be gone a lot of americans were left in the sort of limbo and out of that limbo grew spiritualism and seances and the void was filled with a new way to mourn
1: isn't this part of why um i think houdini houdini when before he died said that he would come back and yeah i did read that his wife had non-stop seances at Mm the house because of it i
0: think they had like a code word they had yeah yeah can
1: i just tell you something about sorry it's fine. psychics in the white house did you know that it's there a was, thing did you know there was a psychic called joan quigley back in the 80s who was with nancy yeah psychic yeah. advisor she was a psychic advisor to um she was a secret she mm-hmm. um was uh so nancy reagan sought her out after john Hinckley's attempted assassination of the president um, Mm. and she stayed she was the secret white house astrology advisor yeah but then in 1988 she was ousted by the chief of staff when she was oh really but Hmm. gosh she was there for seven years
0: that's a long time to have the ear of the king
1: right (laughs) because let's face it that yeah. could that could explain a lot of the bullshit that happened during his presidency.
0: Sure, sure. But sure. let's not I get political, shall we? Views were on the mental illness crisis and yep. drugs,
1: and closing down <sighs> as many state mental institutions and hospitals as she did. No moving, big deal. Moving, moving on. on
0: for now. I'm saving all this for another podcast. I'm probably just going to make one where I yell about things. Oh, I um. love that. <laughs>
1: Can we just that, call it shouting makes, into the void? Yes, totally. Um, people just come on and complain. It's kind of yeah. like that. The there's a there's an there's a show about gossip where it's just like regular everyday gossip about normal people and it's fucking hilarious. Oh, that
0: sounds great. So getting Very back on. to Mrs. Lincoln and the post Civil War era of the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, the nation fought to hold on to Lincoln's ghost because he represented the idea of the spirit and by proxy the spirits of their loved ones coming home and looking over the family from above this reminded me that there's the Lincoln funerary ghost train story too right no I didn't That that I wasn't that the ghost train in the episode of kindred spirits I know that there is a ghost train story about the train that Lincoln was put on with all the funerary like um not garland. What's it the, the, the sashes? What the fuck is that called?
1: Oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name right now. It's really making
0: me angry. Um bunting? Bunting, yes. I think yes. is the bunting. right word, right? Bunting. That the train had like funerary bunting and like Lincoln in his casket and it drove, drove, yeah, back to <laughs> it railed its way <laughs> back to yeah, Nebraska. That's it nebraska we're gonna to have
1: to do indiana a no that's it
0: indiana it's indiana i'm not even taking that out because listen do it keep because it. there's lincoln nebraska right <laughs> not the one he's from indiana just like michael jackson
1: i think Ugh. anyway let's not go there today. um
0: so so many men had been lost in the war that it was comforting, comforting to know yes yeah that the father of the nation was still looking over the country. That said, today, I would like to talk a bit about seances. Let's do it. This is what happened. I was just like, oh, I want to talk about seances. And then, of course, I fell down a rabbit hole of other things. And I was like, oh, cool, the White House. Um, So I can't really properly discuss seances without talking about spiritualism. So let me give you a quick rundown of what a seance is. A seance is, simply put, an attempt to communicate with spirits. The word seance comes from the French word for session, which comes from the old French word for sit. So basically to sit in on something.
1: Can I just say I love when you do these deep dives and you get super, (laughs) because this is you in a nutshell. details, (laughs) details, <laughs> details, details. I love it. I love it. I do. This I like is... the
0: history of things. I like knowing where things come from.
1: I love that you do college level presentations. I feel like you should have visual. <laughs> oh
0: effect. my God. If this was it, forget it. This I'd never get an episode out on time because I'd be too busy doing graphics and like and PowerPoint. Oh, shit. So, yeah, you need your exactly. PowerPoint. Okay. Um speaking of other podcasts that I want to do sometime, there are so many things that I learn that are not paranormal related when I like look up stuff for this or like look up other things in my daily life because I'll hear something on TV and be like, what's that mean? And then I'd off to the races for half an hour learning other stuff.
1: I love that. I feel like that's well, I don't feel like I know that the the hyper hyper focus. That's one of the ADD things in (laughs) women. So just
0: Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. I always thought that I couldn't possibly have ADD because I was able to sit down and do stuff, but I didn't realize that the hyper focusing blinders to everything else was part of that. Now I'm just like,
1: maybe. Well, yes, Um, it's one of them. It's one of them. Yeah. Also, um, OCD thought patterns as well. Thought loops. Oh,
0: I for 100%.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. Queen of OCD, unfortunately. Um, oh, by the way, it's called mm, the podcast about random people gossip. It's called Normal Gossip. Oh, okay. I fucking love it. It's hilarious. That sounds great. It's hilarious. That. People write in with their everyday gossip, and it's these epic stories, and it is so good so good it's i feel
0: like i never talk about the podcast that i listen to
1: you should do it do you know what i listen to (laughs) i mean i feel like you listen yes tell me i listen to come fight me in the dark a lot yes um i listen to um
0: cognitive dissonance which is a political sociocultural angry podcast love it um and which is the opposite of this show completely because okay. they're just like ghosts don't fucking exist psychics aren't real fuck you yeah um so it's a nice you know balance in my life um and i listen to my bam <laughs> A lot, which is my brother, my brother, and me, the McElroy brothers. Uh, They're the ones that were buying each other haunted dolls, and I, like, emailed them, like, hey, if you ever want to come on a silly mom show and talk about your haunted dolls, we're here. Um, So if anyone knows my bam, tell them to check their email from a few months ago. Oh,
1: God. All I listen to Mm -hmm. is Ghost and True Crime and The Gusset, and that's it. Let's get back to this podcast. Let's do it. Our podcast. Let's do our podcast. Yeah,
0: let's do it. Um, All right. So, in English, the word "seance" came to be used specifically for a meeting of people who are are gathered to receive messages, receive messages from ghosts, or to listen to a spirit medium discourse with or relay messages from spirits. I also want to point out that a lot of this is from Wikipedia. but I donated money to them. So I feel like I'm allowed
1: to
0: read it mostly word for word. Yeah. Um, So the popularity of seances grew dramatically with the founding of the religion of spiritualism in the mid 19th century. So spiritualism, let's get into it, shall we? So way back in the long 19th century, The long 19th century is a term for the 125-year period, beginning with the onset of the French Revolution in 1789 and ending with the outbreak of World War I in 1914.
1: But that's like, okay, hold up. That's confusing. Because if it's the long 19th century, however, it ends in 1914 and starts in the 1700s.
0: (laughs) Because the first century wasn't up to. The first century didn't have four spaces it's a, the 19th is always the one before so it's the 1800s is the 19th century
1: so when when these young folks refer to us as the 1900s like oh you were born in the 1900s the and late I want to 19, smack no no
0: it's the late 1900s is correct but it's the 20th century
1: right no but these young children these days who were born in the 2000s are referring to us people as being like, born um, in the 1900s and i want to punch him in the throat I it's it's completely true
0: though but yes i i know yeah. oh yeah back in the late 1900s blow me anyway right. moving on yes so spiritualism with a capital s which is different from the spiritualism with a lowercase s how became known well because this is spiritualism as a a specific religion oh, okay. that has rules and shit, not just okay. like i'm spiritual okay, okay. um So it became known as a social religious movement where the laws of nature and of God include, quote, the continuity of consciousness after the transition of death and the possibility of communication between those living on Earth and those who have made the transition, end quote. So the afterlife or the spirit world. For spiritualists isn't like a static place but it's one in which spirits continue to evolve so they're all intelligent spirits they're all still conscious of what's happening so these two beliefs that you can contact the spirits and that spirits are more advanced than humans lead spiritualists to a third belief that spirits are capable of providing useful information about moral and ethical topics And of course, information about God. Right. So they've transitioned to this place in the afterlife. They're in the spirit world. They're in a higher consciousness. They're learning more things. They have more knowledge now. And they can come back to us and say, hello, tiny human who is still in your corporeal form. We know way more than you. Let us help you out.
1: Listen, you're using big words and I'm here for it. Corporeal. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Who, who wants to say physical form, corporeal? Let's do this. You big fucking nerd. I love you. Keep going. <laughs> okay, thanks.
0: So, um, some spiritualists will talk about spirit guides, who are specific spirits often contacted, who are relied upon for spiritual guidance. This is a concept we already know and love, obviously, um, and it doesn't seem to be relegated to spiritualism as a structured belief system anymore so there are a few different types of seances that i will try to briefly break down because i'm scrolling through i'm scrolling through there's so love many it, notes love okay it, love it love um it. i will have to just like condense some of them because there are a few side tangents that don't need to be in here right now anyway religious seances stage mediumship seances leader assisted seances informal social seances And spiritualist seances. These uh, seances employ a variety of tools and techniques that include mediumship, trance, and channeling, where mediumship involves an act where the practitioner attempts to receive messages from spirits of the dead and from other spirits. Some mediums are fully conscious. Others may slip into a partial or full trance or into an altered state of consciousness. These folks are called trance mediums and they often have no recollection of the messages they conveyed. And they usually have an assistant who writes the messages down or they can be recorded on a tape recorder or whatever the modern equivalent is because I don't know, because I'm an old woman. Next spirit boards, talking boards and Ouija boards, which I know are some of emily's favorite things in the world and she keeps one under her pillow and sleeps with it every night
1: no i do not they scare the hell out of me they scare the hell out of me they open <laughs> a door no because it just reminds me of our time at the del coronado and us being in a room where it was very clear that people had been whipping those out maybe even one like Inessa with a parquet lid uh using it sure on a cardboard box um but they don't know what they're dealing with and they don't know how to close it and they don't know what they're letting you in. So, nope, don't like those. Carry on. All right.
0: <clears throat> spirit boards, also known as talking boards or Ouija boards after the well-known brand name, are flat. They also also French, also French words, right? Why are we making everything in the spirit world French? I don't know. How do the French feel about this?
1: Because um, it sounds fancy and it doesn't I was gonna say. sound like crackpot-like.
0: Right. You know like mean? Americans were like, oh, this just adds weight to our claims. Just like yeah. we believe anyone who wears glasses with an English accent. It's weird.
1: Obviously. Um, <laughs> and I can say English swear words and people are like that's so quaint. I love that.
0: Right. Exactly. Oh, you didn't just insult me. You just said a cute word. Um, so on the board are a number of symbols, pictures, letters, numbers and or words. The board is accompanied by a planchette. Again, French word for little board, um, which can take the form of a pointer on three legs or a magnifying glass on legs. And some homemade boards may employ a shot glass as a planchette, which is neither.
1: That sounds like college. That's good. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) When you're done throwing
0: your ping pong balls in your solo cups, just take that shot glass and put it on your Ouija board. What if you just made a giant Ouija board
1: pong table. <gasps> oh. oh, college kids get on it. I love so. that. Do it. And then tell us what happens.
0: Oh, don't. <laughs> Just don't do it. Uh, next. Another technique is trumpets, slates, tablets, and cabinets. Um, during the latter half of the 19th century, 1800s, a number of spiritualist mediums began to advocate the use of specialized tools for conducting séances, particularly in leader-assisted séances uh, conducted in darkened rooms. Spirit trumpets, I was way more excited for this than I should have been, were horn-shaped speaking tubes that were said to magnify the whispered voices of the spirits to an audible range. So, uh 1800s tape recorder and EVP is what that reminds me of
1: okay i thought you meant like they just played the i wanted it to be like
0: oh <laughs> like the spirits were playing the yeah, like tune they're announcing and... it
1: they're announcing the message coming through
0: yeah no it was just an ear horn basically
1: um <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> it's like mary poppins the, old hey? guy at the bank what
0: oh, i love an ear horn um which is good because i'll need one soon so then there were also spirit slates which consisted of two chalkboards bound together and when opened they were said to reveal messages written by spirits. Séance tables were special lightweight tables <clears throat> red flag which were said to rotate, float or levitate when spirits were present
1: with the tablecloth and some small person hiding underneath banging a it. fishing line that no one's right
0: uh spirit cabinets were portable closets into which mediums were placed often bound with ropes in order to prevent them from manipulating the various aforementioned tools
1: that reminds me of the episode of um portals to hell where jack osborne was stuck in a closet with a candle and i think that's different okay that's a psychomantium okay
0: a spirit cabinet we saw those in. The fuck was the name of that netflix show surviving death yes right where they went to like the medium retreat and what the fuck ever um i believe that they had spirit cabinets in that these were also can i have notes from this later but it's a good place to put it now Ectoplasm. You have probably seen these pictures, right? Of old Victorian era seances with ectoplasm pictures, like photographs. Oh my God, everyone, please stop what you're doing and Google ectoplasm during seances.
1: It It is so silly. Or we Um, could put it on our Instagram.
0: We will do that too, but there are so many amazing, silly, ridiculously, like, to our eyes going, that's clearly fake. But it would be like, said that ectoplasm would come out of the medium and sometimes form a face of a spirit or a hand and it was pretty obvious that it was mostly like cheesecloth um so it it's it's really interesting to look at these pictures through a modern lens and be like oh, duh that's fake but i'm sure people who had not seen a lot of photographs maybe never seen a photograph you know look at this picture and they're like holy shit there's a ghost coming out of that person
1: that sounds like so, a bad sinus infection to me but
0: exactly uh. yes you're right um i've felt like i've had an angry spirit in my head when i've had a sinus infection <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah man i'm there oh. put me in a spirit cabinet get this shit out <laughs> <laughs> religious séances in the religion of spiritualism, capitalists, and the religion of divine metaphysics, a federally recognized religious branch out of spiritualism in the United States, it is generally a part of services to communicate with living personalities in the spirit world.
1: Wait, it's the, a, a government-recognized religion?
0: It's federally recognized. Yeah, recognized. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. The preferred term for spiritualists is receiving messages. They're not having seances they're receiving messages these events are open to the public and generally take place in a well-lit spiritualist spiritualist church or outdoors at a spiritualist camp and an ordained minister or gifted contact medium will relate messages from spirit personalities to those here in the physical form See, I didn't write that because it said physical form. That's clearly from Wikipedia. What was it? Yes. corporeal Corporeal. Yeah, yeah. The next one is stage mediumship seances. And I very much confused myself when I read this for the first time because I kept reading it as late
1: stage mediumship seances. Oh, my. Well, that and means was that like- they're closer to the veil. You know, so they can I'm get so
0: confused. I just kept putting late stage in it though, even though it didn't show up anywhere. So it is stage mediumship seances. Mediums who claim to contact spirits of the dead or other spirits while on a stage. That's all. With audience members seated before them, and you're not literally holding a seance. You're not sitting, you're not holding hands. This person is just standing up receiving messages and relating them to whomever they apply to in the audience. Um, One of the people who immediately comes to mind with this is because I'm from this era uh, is John Edward and that's Crossing Over. That's what
1: I was going to
0: say. Yep. Um, that's what he did back in the day on the Sci-Fi Channel. And then I'm pretty sure he was on just regular old like channel four or whatever. Um,
1: but wasn't he exposed, in the afternoons? Wasn't he exposed as being not probably up up? I mean, I've heard, I've heard both instances
0: where people have called him out. And then I've heard other things where somebody tried to, and they couldn't. So for anyone who doesn't know, John Edward, um, was an American television personality, author, and proclaimed psychic medium.
1: I thought he was English. No. Uh
0: no. He's from here. He had a show called "Crossing Over" with John Edward from two thousand one to two thousand four, and it was it basically looked like any sort of get ready for me to age myself fear this circus. It looked like any. Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Geraldo, Donahue. Oh, my God. I love this. It looked like any set like that where you had a little stage down at the bottom. Yeah. You know, like a carpeted stage with your little setup and your chairs and all the audience members. And he would stand up and be like, I'm getting a J. I'm getting a J name. Did they have a chant
1: for him like Ricky Lake? Oh, God.
0: Go Ricky. (laughs) Jerry, Jerry. Oh, my God. Um. So yeah, John Edward is one of those people for uh, stage mediumship seances, not late stage. Um. So the next one is leader-assisted seances. Are you giggling at late stage?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in, email us at the residuals podcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too.
0: No, no, we don't have one anymore uh, because that's a whole bunch of that. So anyway, yeah.
1: We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. All right. All
0: right. So leader-assisted séances are generally conducted by small groups of people with participants seated around a table in a dark or semi-dark room. Um, The leader is supposed to be a medium and they may go into a trance that theoretically allows the spirits to communicate through their body like channeling is what we would call it I guess now and they would convey messages to other participants um, the usual sort of thing that we're you know there's a theme here running through obviously other modes of communication would include psychography 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 sounds better or automatic writing, which we've seen that before on Holzer Files with Cindy Kaysa. Um, Numbered raps. So rapping is another. I know you're squinting your eyes.
1: That is horseshit to me.
0: For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it's knocking. You know, knock once for this, knock twice for this, that kind of thing. Uh, Levitation of the table or of a spirit trumpet. Uh, Appertation, smells that might come through. It was thought that the spirits of the dead resided within the dark realm of shadow, and making the absence of light was a necessity to invoke them. Skeptics were unwilling to accept this required condition, saying that you would not buy an automobile if it was only presented in the dark. So, Leader-assisted seances are usually the kind of seance that is often the subject of like scandal and surprise when it turns out that the leader is really practicing some kind of magic or illusion or using mentalism to defraud the clients. Um, Informal social seances. This is probably the thing that most of us I don't know, people who have ever had a sleepover with a bunch of friends (laughs) are most used to. So anyone with the interest in the occult, um, interested in ghosts trying to contact the dead, anyone who's, I don't know, maybe grown up in a house and their mom might have said they saw the spirit of their great grandmother in it. And then they were like, well, I wonder if I could get in touch with this person. Could be me. Could be someone else with a similar story. Right. Sometimes only two or three people are involved. And if they are younger, they may be using the seance as a way to test their understanding of the boundaries between reality and the paranormal.
1: I get that. Um, I believe. I get that. I think that's something that you and I would probably do.
0: It's something I've totally done. You know, it's these sort of small seances that usually use the planchet and Ouija board, you know, at a sleepover full of a bunch of fifth grade girls.
1: (laughs) Then you do light as a feather, stiff as a board. And and Bloody Mary. Mary. Yeah. Yeah, precisely.
0: That's exactly. And then you watch a scary movie, and nobody can sleep. You exactly. You watch some in the morning.
1: You watch some Candyman or some Nightmare Before Elm Street, and then you're just screwed.
0: Yeah, and then you need to go to bowling the next day because you're on a league and you're super tired. Um. <laughs>
1: what the hell? Where did that come from? Yes, yes. When I was yes. when I was twelve, I was on a bowling league. Let's do this. I was. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was
0: this is a true story
1: you know every time I think I couldn't love you more you go and surprise me
0: yeah man why do you think I'm so good at those claw games where you get the toy I practiced like every Saturday for a while at the bowling alley oh and also just to go back to ectoplasm because I liked this little note about where things come from um the word comes from the Greek "ectos." which is outside and plasma, which means something formed or molded. It was coined in 1895. Oh. Yeah. So there's no scientific evidence to uh, prove that plasma exists. <laughs> and many of the examples were exposed as hoaxes fashioned from cheesecloth, oh. gauze, and other natural substances. Snot. Snot. Not even. Not even. It's like I had a hanky and I put it up my nose and let it hang out my nose. Um, So some of the notable figures in the history of seances, spiritualism and transmediumship any sort of acting as the conduit between here and there. The Fox sisters of Rochester, New York, they played an important role in the creation of spiritualism and were later one of them i think it was you know one of those like almost deathbed confessions or something where she was like nope we made up the whole thing here's how we did it it was all a fucking ruse none of this is true And I think later, like, she took it back and was like, no,
1: it wasn't a hoax, but the damage
0: was done. Wait, if it was Um, a deathbed
1: confession, did she take it back? No, I I don't know if it
0: was. I didn't. Yeah, maybe her sisters reported it. Um, But we should go into that another time because it's an interesting historical look into spiritualism and how it swept through and how easily it got sort of a foot in society. Okay. Um, Cora Hatch. Her full name, which I will read because I think it's amazing, Cora Laudencia Veronica Scott. It's a good one. Uh, she was born in 1840, and she's one of the best known mediums of the spiritualism movement from the last half of the 19th century. Most of her work was done as a trance lecturer, though she also wrote some books and attributed the composition of said books to spirit guides rather than her own personality. When she was 12 in 1852, she first exhibited her ability to fall, her ability to fall into a trance and write messages and speak in ways very unlike herself. So naturally, her parents soon began to exhibit her to the surrounding countryside. And in this way, she became part of the network of trance lecturers that characterized the spiritualist movement. Gonna drop Holzer Files again and say Sibyl Leek, who I know her name from the Holzer Files recordings that she did back in the day with Hans. She was an English witch, astrologer, cult author, and self-proclaimed psychic. She wrote a whole bunch of books on the occult and esoteric subjects and was dubbed Britain's most famous witch by the BBC. Ooh. Her life, like I only know, I've only heard her on recordings and heard what she said on holzer files stuff but the little bit that i read about her sounds fascinating so please do not be surprised if their tidbits surface about her (laughs) maybe we need to do an episode episode. maybe we, yeah maybe like she it's just like she lived in this little town in england and she set up this shop and she did this and she wrote this book and i don't know it just sounds kind of interesting and then maybe one of the most famous at least in you know More modern times than I had heard of growing up, the sleeping prophet, Edgar Cayce. Um, He's American clairvoyant. He claimed to channel his higher self while in a trance like state. And during his sessions, he would answer questions on a variety of subjects like reincarnation, dreams, the spirit world, healing, past lives, Atlantis, um, and even future events. He was a devout Christian and Sunday school teacher. But also did this. So I'm always interested when there are people with feet in both places on there. He said his readings came from his subconscious mind exploring the dream realm. And he said all minds were timelessly connected. I could go on a joy tangent rabbit hole about a lot more stuff here that I found. But I'm going to pull out before I get in trouble.
1: Oh, joy. Okay.
0: I just want you to know I wrote in my notes parentheses, pause for Emily to laugh like a schoolgirl.
1: I mean, listen, I think we all, <laughs> we've all we all learned from 16 and pregnant, the pull-out method is not effective.
0: Nope. Um,
1: so I'm going to leave you with the wiki how on seances.
0: Number one, cut a hole in the box. You know that? Number one, move to a quiet room and invite other spiritual people to participate. Prepare easy questions for the spirit and set a table with candles and ritual supplies. Number two, choose a tool for contacting the dead, like a spirit board, pendulum, spirit wrapping, or ask a psychic medium to be a conduit. Number three, sit in a circle and join hands with all candles lit. Recite an opening incantation, ask the spirit questions, and decipher its answers.
1: And so four, like, we could start with, "This is the residuals," so and they'll be like, "I'm oh not," <laughs> and they'd be like, "No, I'm not a residual. i I'm, um, I'm intelligent. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just not in my corporeal form." <laughs>
0: exactly. And number four, end the seance by thanking the spirits and turning on the lights when you're ready it's that simple kids get to it so there you have my little book report on seances
1: I love that thank you I love your book reports I'm not (laughs) gonna lie they're my favorite things I love them I enjoy
0: doing them it's just I think the hardest part is finding time because I'm always like oh I have like 45 minutes I could get this done and the next thing I know it's like 12 hours later and I have 25 tabs open in my desktop which makes me insane because i hate more than one honestly i don't like tabs open and it gives me fucking hives no
1: totally get it understand yep
0: so yeah there's that's my little story
1: i love that
0: if anybody listening has a topic that they want to know more about but um they don't like research and they obviously see that i'm a nerd, uh just shoot us a message or drop yes. a comment in the Instagram because yes. I will definitely look some stuff up. Uh it's hard for me to focus in on one thing because I have so many things that I want to learn about. So if somebody's like, yeah, I definitely want to learn about this one thing, then that's way easier for me to figure out.
1: Here for this. Here for oh my this. God, your child is so
0: freaking cute.
1: I know. Listen, he skipped two naps, but he's fucking delicious. Yes. Hi. I, I'm ready. Hi ready are you smiling now
0: oh my gosh dorks on zoom
1: hi Hi. he's a bit warm actually
0: he was just in a blanket and you were holding him I feel like I just need to like just yell like I need an intercom to your house where I like what were those what were those stupid phones that were also walkie-talkies
1: oh what were those
0: fucking Every beep, beep, and everybody's fucking pockets would be screaming at each other yeah. all the time. I hated those, but I need that, and we need walkie-talkies that will reach the sixty miles between us, so I could just be like, "It's fine. You just had a coat on him. Just put him down. Ugh. It's okay. Eat something." God, the anxiety is real. I know because I know and those dumb things that my brain will like conjure up and then hyper focus on and not let go of is just so stupid yeah so that, stupid that, so i understand
1: the ocd aspect of add yeah. is a nightmare
0: it's like oh here have this intrusive thought right oh also be very worried about this intrusive thought oh could you just constantly replay this intrusive thought all right. day in the back of your brain while you're trying to do other things
1: perfect right and live yes <laughs> like,
0: stupid i hate it um
1: i Totally different topic. I just read an article about, you know, people say there's, you know, the whole theory of your life flashes before your eyes when you're dying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or people who have near death experiences. And it's kind of been poo pooed by the scientific community because they're just saying, oh, it's lack of oxygen to the brain and it's, you know, a hallucination. However, there Mm -hmm. was an accidental study that happened. A 80 something year old man was having uh-huh. a mri or something um and he had a heart attack and died no no in the way. machine and oh they were God. able to see in real time that his brain before before death oh and i think it was 10 minutes before death and 10 minutes after death or something or 5 i'll find the article for you his <gasps> yes, brain, brain his brain engaged the memory center and it was flood of Whoa. bless you. Salute. And it was, it was just, yeah, his they saw in real time his brain That's accessed so the part. Interesting. Yeah, he was able to access the part of his brain that is old memories. And it was Whoa. before and after death. So hmm. now there's a discussion along with that is when is When does death actually happen? Is it when the heart stops beating or is it when the brain activity ceases? So, yeah. But oh, well, that debate has
0: been going on, right? I mean, when there are people who are just having absolutely no brain activity, but they're hooked up to monitors, are they still like and their heart is beating? But yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, so that's that. But for me, the other thing that I found fascinating. I know he's. Delicious.
0: I can't. I'm taking a screen cap of it.
1: Um, he's he's <laughs> <right>? <laughs> So the other thing that I find fascinating is that it started before death. So it it he started to have the mm-hmm. heart attack, but he wasn't actually huh. dead. So it's like when people have a near death experience, their life mm-hmm. flashes before their they're, eyes.
0: They're not dead as right. a near death.
1: Oh, yeah. that's so interesting, especially of-
0: because in surviving death, too, they talked to at least one doctor who was doing like hospice rounds to people. Yeah. And they were talking about like talking to people who weren't there and well, that like old with friends my and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm wondering if there is a certain point in the deterioration of the human body mm-hmm. where your brain just goes here are the memories even right. if you're weeks out from yeah. actually having complete organ failure and everything
1: so that happened to my grandpa huh. weeks right before he passed away he yeah. started having full-on conversations with people that he was in the second world war in. and his friends Wild. a lot of his friends that were killed in mm-hmm. the second world war um he was uh he was a uh, lieutenant colonel and flew the B-17, the Flying Fortress. And wow. he was part of a secret mission where he was uh, he was just told, hey, you're going for additional training. And they get to uh, the base and it's, hey, this is a secret plane that no one knows about. You guys are going to oh learn gosh. how to fly it and how to operate it. And we're going to put it in the war and no one knows what it is. So it was. In- wow. he was one of the first people on it um and he kept detailed detailed diaries that he would write he would take notes while he was in it and then when yeah. they, he was stationed in saipan and so he left those to us um but oh, yeah amazing. he would have and so and some of that so we're able to cross-reference some of that with names and everything for his buddies wow. that he was having conversations with before he passed away and he was seeing oh, them and talking to them so-
0: Oh, so interesting! This makes me have so many questions and theories about stuff. Yeah, so I'll send
1: really, you that really article. Interesting. Um, I
0: wonder if there is like a a simultaneous like serotonin or similar release when your memories come up. Is it the ways? Is is the brain's way of easing the transition? Is it the brain's way of like making you comfortable while you're dying?
1: Well, yeah. And you're seeing loved ones. So it takes that fear of the unknown away, I feel like.
0: But like even aside from that, is it just is it something that's happened where the brain realizes, well, when we access this section of the brain, these like endorphins, serotonin, whatever Mm -hmm. are released, which makes me feel better when I feel bad. It's just like the fight or flight. It's like all of that stuff. So that's really interesting.
1: And I just I've, got so yeah. nerdy.
0: I, I just, my brain, if you had, if you could look at my brain, it just lit up. <laughs> you
1: see all the wheels turning right now.
0: <laughs> it's that one hamster. It's going real slow.
1: Um, there's something else. I would like to do a corrections corner type situation quickly. Okay. Which is, we've talked a lot in the pod about the correlation between um, substance abuse and you know abilities right and using using people with substance abuse being you know maybe that's that relates to the substance abuse because they're open i just want to say as someone in recovery i don't want us i don't want people to think that that is like we're labeling that do you know what i mean that we're labeling Addiction, substance abuse, as the root cause being psychic ability, because that is not fucking true. Um, it is right, right. It's generational. It is chemical. It is, you know, related to mental illness. It is all of these things. It is (laughs) such a multifaceted disease because it is a disease. Right?
0: No. we you know. we're not trying to do any sort of blanket statements about no. the entire you're right right of course
1: right and so you know i i've been ruminating on this a lot especially since our last episode um where it was discussed and i just really i want people to know that i that's not what we're doing yeah uh, some people it's how sure. they cope with it yeah. but the the main overall situation with addiction it's very complicated It's Mm -hmm. very complicated, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and the baby agrees. Baby agrees. So, yeah, so I just wanted to do a quick corrections corner and clarify that. And that's it. Thank you.
0: All right. Great. So, like, um, what are you grateful for?
1: God damn it. You beat me to the punch.
0: (laughs) Um, I've had enough coffee that I am on my shit today. (laughs)
1: Love it. Um, Hmm. You know, I would say I'm grateful for the the sleep machine that we got for the kid. Right Hit now, up, he, yeah. Right now <laughs> he's fighting it, as you can see. He's just like, he just wants to see Auntie Joy.
0: I look dancing phalanges. <laughs> if anyone gets the bones reference, I appreciate it.
1: They're corporeal phalanges. Um
0: well, of course they are.
1: No, I'm grateful. I'm <laughs> grateful for the for the Graco magic thing, which he's been fighting this morning. But yeah. He uh, Thank you, Graco. I love it, man. I love we'll it. We'll do commercials for you. Graco, swingy magic thing, coming to a target near you. Exactly. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say one more time, because I say it all the time. Your haircut is adorable and I love your bangs. And it's so cute. Thank and you. I wish I could pull them off, but I look like I'm 12 when I have bangs. You pulled them off so well. This are so
0: cute. Thanks. I it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. What
1: are you grateful um, for, Joy?
0: What am I grateful for? Oh, Let me
1: it's think. food related. Oh, I like that.
0: Uh, beverage related specifically. All right. So um, I do a lot of Target orders.
1: Who doesn't? Uh,
0: where I just do drive up, pick up. Um Yep. Because it's timely and I don't have to be inside with people. Agreed. Because... Do you
1: know how many times I've been in there recently, where all I hear is <laughs> from
0: not even that. Like the idea that I could just ignore dealing with people. That's right. great. Um when you you open your target app and it says, I'm coming, you let them know I'm on my way to your store. So please start gathering my wares. It has an option now if there's a Starbucks in the Target that It says add Starbucks to your order and it has a little menu and I've been seeing it for the last like two or three weeks and just being like, oh, I don't need to, I have coffee here. And then the other day I just had a really hard day and had a headache and like, it was just not productive. So my reward was I'm going to get myself a venti white chocolate peppermint mocha when I go get this order. And listen, every single time I've gone to target since then I've left with a Starbucks drink. I love that. I know it's not a big deal, but like, it's really the little things right. <laughs> I felt very, very busy and incapable of like doing things for myself lately because it's holidays and whatnot. Um, So yeah, I'm just thankful that Target was like,
1: hey, I'll just bring you coffee while you're waiting. It's cool. Um, I'm going to look that up. Listen. Yes. We had our Spotify yearly wrap. That's right. Everybody else.
0: This is what I'm really thankful for. Thank you for bringing this up.
1: Um, We're both hella thankful for this. Um, Oh, my God. Number two in our most, like, number one in our listening countries is America. Number two is Australia thank you oh my it's god amazing. all of the tim tams and Vegemite to you kudos oh we love you we want haunted stories from you we yes you know, please we've done a lot of you know english ones and american ones mm. and you know australia goes way back to it goes back you know i i really would love to hear from from y'all um so, yeah, that is amazing. Um Yeah, and 97% of listeners, which I don't know if I should be happy about or sad about, discovered us this year.
0: Well, that just means there were so many more than before that, yeah, yeah.
1: that's amazing. And you know when they discovered us? House of Begans.
0: Yeah, you know, everyone loves Zach. They love zach i love zach listen it's complicated but i love him
1: well until next time
0: until next time sage your sofas and like bianca said follow it with something sweet
1: yes and don't be afraid of the dark
0: but i will Mm. bye bye He comes to me every night and stands at the foot of the bed with the same sweet, adorable smile that he always has had.